0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a video and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Today, I'm privileged to welcome a very, very senior banker from Mumbai, Manish Kothari. Manish, welcome to the show. Thank
1: you, Ashutosh. Thank you for calling me over.
0: Thank you. Manish is the president and business head of Kotak Mahindra bank, and he's been with the bank for over 25 years. So Manish, what would you say are three key milestones in your career or your
1: life? An interesting one uh, Ashutosh and uh, I go back uh, obviously uh, in terms of sharing what I believe was the first key milestone Mm -hmm. from my perspective and it was uh, when I went for my engineering and Mm -hmm. stayed in a hostel and I was not even 17 then Wow! and uh, I really believe that that really changed the uh changed me as a person uh, in a big way because mm-hmm. in a engineering college hostel during those good old days it was a kind of survival of the fittest mm-hmm. and uh, during those days there were no mobile phones there was no way to connect uh, to your parents or to your comfort zones if okay. i may call mm-hmm. and uh, uh, those four years really really uh, changed me as a person made me far more confident mm-hmm uh made me i would say do things independently and uh, not only survive but compete and thrive okay. so i guess that was that's the first thing that comes to my mind mm. uh the other two milestones uh, are more uh, related to my career mm-hmm. and uh, interestingly it was i was 5 years into my job at Kota, mm. and uh, i got the my first leadership break uh, okay. it was sheer luck i would say Uh, my boss happened to, uh, we were an NBFC then, we were not a Mm -hmm. bank just Mm -hmm. to clarify and uh, it was a very small business, I was a part of that business and my boss decided to leave and uh, as luck would have it, he took uh, the Northern region head and the uh, Southern region head and the product head along with him. So Mm -hmm. I was the only uh, senior senior most person so to say while I was like I said five years into the job uh, present in that particular fledgling team of 10 odd Mm -hmm. people. Mm. And uh, yes, uh, in true Kodak style, I guess my boss told me that I'm giving you the opportunity to run the business, mm. the entire business but I won't give you the title of business head. You prove oh, wow. yourself for the next nine months in this year if you do well, I'll call you a business head. Okay. And well, uh, things fell in place and I became a business head at the mm. young age of 30, 31 mm. and I happened to run that entire business. It was a small business but yeah. nevertheless, I guess first uh, leadership break to run an entire business on its on my own hmm. so that i guess again gave me a lot of confidence that i can run things independently yeah and uh, i can manage a team of people across india and i can think for the business and build a business hmm. and the third uh, uh, milestone again from the perspective of uh, my career came in when uh, in 2009 we just came out of a crisis lehman crisis mm-hmm. and uh, the, I used to run at that point in time, uh, the mid-market business mm. uh, as part of the corporate bank, mid-size companies is what I used to run mm. and uh, there was a lady who used to head the entire corporate bank mm. and she happened to move out and uh, one of her seasoned resource also happened to move out who was heading a very large part of the corporate bank and mm. again, I got the opportunity, Kotec decided to merge, the, merge mid-market and the corporate bank mm. and 2009 April, I became the head for the corporate bank Mm. And uh, like I said, I didn't have a role to play, so to say, in making that big break happen. But that again defined, uh, it was a milestone purely because of the fact that I got into handling a dramatically larger uh, uh, business in Mm. terms of size and shape. Mm. I was running a business which uh, which was Pan India, which had a certain size, it almost more than doubled in terms of size and it gave a much larger a footprint and a much larger team and much larger uh, business potential in terms of what i could build very interesting so, so that was the third milestone very, very interesting
0: so let's talk about kotak mahindra bank you know you became business head when you were 31 and i, I, I still i see you're still business head but you got president added before that so <laughs> what what is your current role as president and business head
1: so uh, as the head of the kotak bank uh, uh, I run for four businesses uh, as part of the corporate bank. So I run the large corporate segment. I run the uh, what we call the SME segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the third segment which I run is the multinational corporates. Mm-hmm. And the fourth segment which I run is an interesting one. Uh, I, we we have called it the new age companies business. Okay. So so the likes of uh, Amazon's and the Flipkarts and the OYOs and the Paytm's, mm-hmm. yeah, the new age businesses which are disrupting the landscape. Right. That's the new age business and along with it, the uh, what what we call the corporate liabilities business mm. because it's a slightly, I would say a credit light mm. from the banking terminology point of view, that's the how we define the segment. So these are the four business segments I okay. run as head of the corporate bank. Okay. Additionally, I also manage the entire uh, back end for the entire wholesale bank, which is mm. uh, what we call the the support services, the uh, business intelligence unit,
2: mm. the
1: monitoring and the policies, processes and the marketing for mm. the entire wholesale bank. So, so that's the, really? I would say the backend support piece, uh, okay. which I additionally run along with my responsibility of uh, running a business. Fabulous. So you know, uh, you've been a banker almost
0: your entire life, over the last two and a half, three decades, what are some of the significant changes you have seen in banking?
1: So, uh, so I prefer to call myself a businessman and not necessarily a okay, banker. A businessman, okay. Businessman who runs a bank,
0: okay.
1: Who, who, runs, a, who runs multiple businesses in the bank because yeah. we were not a bank when I joined Kotak. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I learned banking uh, as we grew and became a bank. So, okay. it was a NBFC then. So, yeah. yes, while banker is a nice term, uh, but at Kotak, I would prefer to call myself a businessman because that's how one thinks. But banking has, if I were to say in the last two and a half decades, which I've had the opportunity Mm. to see it up close, uh, it has changed dramatically. Mm. And uh, if I were to put it in very simple terms, Mm. I would say the first thing that comes to my mind is it used to be a full business, it is now a push business. Hmm. It means that customers had to go to the bank Hmm. to avail of banking services. Correct. And today the bank has to reach out to customer to offer its services. So that's a big dramatic change. Hmm. The second piece uh, that comes to my mind is very clearly uh, with respect to banking is dramatically more about technology today. Hmm. individuals as well as companies can effectively consume almost all the banking products on offer. Mm. Now digitally sitting out of their offices or sitting out of their homes,
2: Mm. uh,
1: which was not the case. That's a big shift again, from the perspective of what I would call a dramatic change in terms of how banking is happening
2: today. Correct.
1: Mm. Third piece and which is the slightly scary piece Mm. is uh, how one sees the future because Mm. one believes that uh, the way the world is going, Mm. And the way the new age companies today are uh, uh, coming up with newer business models, Mm. I would say that uh, you could end up, the new age companies could end up owning the consumer Mm. because of the convenience or because of the uh, comfort they provide or because of the services they provide. Mm. Banking could become a service provider to these new age companies. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, So when you make a payment on Google Pay, Mm or a phone pay yeah the consumer is not even thinking of the bank hmm. but while the back end is being provided by the bank to these uh, apps hmm. which are getting used yeah very, so this is just a small thing so
0: no no and, and you know, that's a very interesting comment for me to move to the next section which is really the digital revolution and you said technology is now driving a lot of banks what is digital revolution doing to bring about an incredible amount of financial inclusion in our
1: country. No, that's a, that's a uh, The landscape is changing dramatically, I mm. must say that again uh, from the perspective of financial inclusion and technology has, is having the biggest role to play here because of I would say a, the telecom revolution mm. where uh, effectively every person on the street today would have uh, connectivity on their phones and they are consuming content on the fly uh, and this is true across the street of the society. Mm. yeah it's not true only for uh, the top end or the upper end of the society, but it is true of uh, your maid or your driver or mm. uh, normal common laborer on the uh, street as well yeah and uh, so the telecom revolution is what is happening is that the people are today consuming a lot of product and services digitally. And uh, I would say that uh, they are effectively uh, leaving a dramatic amount of uh, digital trail, Mm -hmm. if I may uh, call it, as when they consume uh, products and services, they leave a a lot of digital trail in terms of uh, uh, their own individual data, in terms of their behavioral patterns, in terms Mm -hmm. of their preferences, in terms of, of their choices that they make. That is when it comes to individuals, right? The second thing is with respect to what the government has done in terms of uh, today GST data, IT returns data, uh, in terms of your E-way bills, or uh, with respect to uh, even toll related data, uh, uh, DRT, uh, DBT, which the government uh, has pushed it through the Jandan accounts, etc. Now there is dramatic amount of data and information which is available on companies as well as on individuals. Correct. And the banks are in a position to make tremendous use of this data Mm -hmm. to really create the financial inclusion that we are talking about. And I'm not saying only banks, it Mm -hmm. is about banks, NBFCs, Fintechs, Mm -hmm. where they are in a position to use this data to provide products and services, which in the normal course were these banks or NDFCs were not able to provide because of the operating cost of reaching out to a customer and servicing a customer.
2: Very interesting.
1: And that is what is uh, technically changing the uh, landscape and the financial inclusion piece is uh, what is what we are seeing is going up in a big way. Okay. Of course, we have only scratched the surface uh, is what I would say hmm. uh, because from the perspective of uh, still people whom the uh, financial inclusion touches at the lower end; it is mm-hmm. still a very much smaller number. Very but my sense is that this is a piece which will see an explosion in terms of uh, 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 in terms of where one sees the next level of uh, uh, growth coming in
0: uh,
1: for uh, very interesting. In the financial services. Very interesting. So, a follow up question to that,
0: uh, Manish would then be that uh, given the fact that if we are moving towards so much digitization, do you see India and a large part of the world moving into a cashless economy?
1: Uh, still, I, my take on this is I don't see that happening uh, very, very soon okay. uh, for multiple reasons. Uh, the, say the economy like uh, US which hmm. is where the uh, internet availability etc and uh, people are far more uh, aware of uh, hmm. products and it is a far more bank Uh, market from that point of view, almost every single person Mm. would have uh, usage of uh, some digital payment mode. Mm. Uh, Still, there is it is not that uh, cash has gone out of the system. The convenience of cash is something which uh, will take its time before it kind of moves out completely. Mm. And uh, in a place like India, it is also uh, the issue of uh, why cash is used so much in the system is because of the parallel economy that... Mm. Mm. runs right yeah. all of us know about it uh, we have seen it for the longest of time and hence it's not a, a easy uh, thing to remove completely mm. and uh, while i can only say that uh, the pandemic uh, while it is unfortunate for the entire world it mm. has dramatically pushed the uh, the usage of digital medium in a dramatic way and mm. Uh, I'm sure that people like you, Meep, I, I know of enough number of people who now mm. even make payment, uh, the payment of salary to your maid or a driver, well, or everyone has now gone digital. Correct. But that is not uh, necessarily true of how they consume that cash, which they mm. get into their account. Mm. Uh, for them to get into a zone where they will start using a digital medium to make payments
2: mm. uh,
1: is when the actual revolution will start from a cashless point of view. Okay. So, so I believe it's still a while away. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Wonderful, that's my take on it. Wonderful. So
0: let's move on to some more questions for you. You know, you spent twenty-five years with Gotak and I think you've been must have been fully involved in defining what are some of the core values of your organization. Would love you to share those
1: so it's a uh, it's an interesting question because obviously p- values and the culture of an organization gets built over a period of time and Absolutely. of course people build the values people build the culture mm-hmm. and it uh, it is top down mm-hmm. uh, finally uh, uh, when people say Jaisi Raja, Vesi Praja so mm-hmm. I guess people follow uh, the leaders, people see their actions and people see how uh, you behave. Mm-hmm. So over a period, we uh, as we grew and then we said that, okay, I think we should define what we stand for. Mm-hmm. There were four values which uh, we talked about or we talk about at KOTA today, mm-hmm. uh, which we defined about 15-20 years back hmm. uh, in our early part of the journey. Right. One was passion to achieve.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Second is entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. Third is down to earth and approachable. Okay. Fourth is mutual respect and transparency.
2: Okay,
1: And I must say that these are things that we live it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's not something which you do it on a particular day or do it in a particular interaction or do it in a particular transaction or you mm-hmm. do it when it is needed. Mm-hmm. It is how uh, people, so just to give you a small example, say, when I say down to earth and approachable, mm-hmm. we genuinely have a open door policy where the the last guy in the chain has the ability to come to my room Mm -hmm. without taking an appointment from my secretary. So I don't think that is how it really works. The way it works at Kodak is you have something to do, you have something to accomplish, something to complete, something to achieve Mm -hmm. and uh, you believe that I need to cut across layers to get a decision. Mm -hmm. You are most welcome to walk into anybody's cabin, get it done. Mm -hmm. It will be held against you if you actually said that I was waiting for. I informed my boss, and I was waiting for him to, you know, speak to his boss and to his boss, and you know, hmm. get the things done. Uh, so the the push which is there is get things done. Very Don't nice. say that the hierarchy came in the way because that's not how the organization is built. I'm just giving as an example oh, of one of the values. Wonderful, and uh,
0: my next question to you is: What is your leadership style? And you almost given me the answer of uh, you know no need to get an appointment but what would you say is your leadership style
1: so uh, clearly yes uh, i am very passionate okay. so uh, so the aspiration to be the best in what i do and mm. of course that makes me a little pushy mm. uh, because uh, when when i'm pushing excellence of course i push boundaries in general mm. The second piece, which is uh, very, very strongly there in my mind and which Mm. I believe is very critical for anybody's success is focus on execution. Mm. Finally, ideas are on paper or ideas don't mean anything unless you execute well. Mm. And I believe that what differentiates uh, businesses is not finally the strategy because strategy banking business is very simple. Mm. Sim- similarly, most businesses are pretty simple, but what mm. differentiates businesses is execution and hence strong focus on execution and rational decision-making. Mm. And hence I'm pretty analytical in terms of how I look at things and I'm mm. very detailed oriented. So, okay. uh, so big picture, but detail orientation is important. Okay. Third is uh, something similar to what I said in terms mm. of uh, uh, inclusive approach, which hmm. means I would involve people in decision making and create consensus to the extent possible. So that hmm. when you own a decision and you believe that you have participated in the decision, your ability to execute goes up dramatically. Okay. Because uh, the passion or the energy behind implementation comes from owning a, when you own, own something, you hmm. put everything behind it to make it happen Okay. Uh, versus somebody has told you to do it. Very interesting. And Fourth, of course, is I give tremendous independence and space to my team.
2: Hmm.
1: But yes, that comes with accountability.
0: Very interesting. Not
1: that I lead from the front when it is needed, but otherwise I give people the space to perform very, and very nice. uh, deliver. Very
0: nice. So one more question for you before I move to the last segment on some questions for you personally. You must be working with very large team and I'm sure a large number of your team members are millennials and Gen Zs. Over the years, how have you found managing a young group of people change?
1: Uh, this is an this is a truly an interesting one. Uh, I believe uh, this is a generation which is how I see this generation is they are very, very technology savvy. Hmm. I must say that my generation, I adapted to technology. Hmm. This is a generation which is born-enabled. Yes. Yeah. So technology comes very naturally to them. Hmm second thing which I see about this generation is uh, lower at low attention span hmm. that they need to do things they uh, they keep doing multiple things uh, and hence they are more versatile very very clearly I know that when i would study i would study and when i would uh, when i used to play there were cricket you would play or you would play something uh, uh, in your neighborhood yeah. but i guess the kind the number of things which this generation does in terms of from a versatility point of view i believe it is much higher yeah. but yes with a lower attention span right right uh, the third piece which uh, i feel uh, they are very very connected through social media hmm. Yeah, uh, this generation is far more uh, savvy on Instagram or mm. uh, maybe some of the things I may not even know. Yeah, uh, I'm not the most connected person from a social media point of view. Mm. Uh, so it is very important for them how the people or the society around them sees them. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's a uh, that's one thing. So social recognition, I believe, is very important for mm. the millennials or the new generation, and the last thing I believe is they are ready to pay for convenience. Wow! They are ready to uh, pay for an experience. Hmm. Yep. Uh, my generation, of course, uh, we never had the money to splurge on ourselves or uh, hmm. uh, all of that, but uh, it was never about uh, paying for an experience. You would uh, want value for money. Yeah? Okay. So this generation is ready to pay for experience, pay for gratifi- instant gratification, if I may say, hmm. or pay for convenience. If it gives them the comfort.
0: Very, very good.
1: So so the way uh, one would look at them from a leadership point of view, for them, for ensuring that such people are successful as part of your team,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I guess you need to give them a lot of variety in their work. Yeah, so you need to, uh, if the attention span is lesser or if they are more versatile, mm-hmm. you need to test them in multiple areas. Yeah, you can't say this is the job, do it for the next 30 years, you have gone are the days. I don't think you will be able to attract any talent.
2: Very good. The
1: second piece is you have to figure out ways and means to provide them recognition for what they do
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, uh, and give them an outlet for new ideas which they bring to the table. Very good. So those are the two three things which come to my mind from the perspective of uh, how we need to I think
0: the, I think all, all, all of them are very very good points So I'm going to now move to the last segment of our conversation which are some questions for you personally and I think I have time for two questions for you. My first question to Manish is that you know for someone who's achieved so much who has you know achieved a lot at very young ages from where you stand today what does success mean to you?
1: How I see success, uh, it's a very personal and individual choice, uh, I, I completely come from there. For me, it is about leaving a mark in whatever I do. Yeah. Yeah, so when I hand over something to the next, uh, when I hand over the bait into the next person, mm. uh, the person should feel that yes, there is something remarkable, which has been created and which has been handed over to the mm. person. Yeah. So leaving a mark in whatever I do. Mm. The second important thing, it is more from the perspective of uh, what I would call uh, mind, mm. and which is it is about achieving with peace and happiness. Mm. You can't lose your peace with your achievements. Mm. If at the end of the day you feel very tired, you feel uh, or you don't look forward to the mornings, mm. and you feel that so, the achievement should not come as a burden. The achievement should make you happy. The achievement should, you should, the journey of achieving whatever you are doing should be peaceful and it should be enjoyable. It should be happy. So you should enjoy the journey. So I believe if you are, if you are enjoying the journey, I believe you are successful. So, so that's another way of looking at success for me. Very interesting. Third and most important piece for me is building something which is institutional, mm-hmm. which will stand the test of time, which is, uh, it's not uh that if tomorrow I'm not there in the business, the business collapses, it is about, uh, it should continue to grow and flourish, Mm. even if I'm not there. Mm. So which means uh, what it means in terms of action, of course, in terms of uh, build strong processes, build a strong team, Mm. uh, uh, you should ensure that the culture and values that you, uh, the firm has and which you have and where which is what marries you, the firm mm. also goes down the chain in terms of uh, uh, everyone imbibing those values mm. and lastly from an individual point of view, uh, it is success is also about continuously learning and changing with the times mm. and being ready to step out of my comfort zone at all points of time. Right. So if there is something new to be done, mm. Oh, I should not shy away from trying something new. Right, very, very interesting.
0: I just want to thank you for such an amazing conversation. I loved your points about the the uh, millennials being born enabled. I think that's such a powerful comment. I also loved your point, uh, you know, about uh, your own philosophy, where you say that nobody needs to go to my secretary to ask for an appointment. I think very, very powerful words that you have used. Thank you very much. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you.
1: Thank you so much, Ashutosh and really a pleasure speaking to you and really, really appreciate the work that you're doing and what you're putting out. And I'm happy that uh, uh, you reached out to me and I'm uh, contributing in my own small way in your journey. Thank Thank you so so much.
0: much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast